Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And over the years, I have coached over a thousand people on job interviews. And when I look back at the people who went on to win the best offers, they used a very specific four-part framework to answer every single question in their interview. So I want to share that framework with you in today's episode so that you can leverage it for yourself and you can convert more of the interviews that you land into dream job offers. Now, if you're struggling to land interviews, one tool that I would recommend is our resume match tool. You can head over there. All you need is your resume and a copy of the job description you're targeting. You can plug both of those into resume match. It will scan them, give your resume a score and tell you exactly how to update it so that you increase your chances of landing that job interview. And then you can leverage the tools that we're talking about in today's episode, this answer strategy to convert that into an offer. So you can check that out at resimatch.io. That's going to help you land more interviews. Now let's talk about how to turn more of those interviews into offers. So when people go into job interviews, they typically make two big mistakes. Number one is only speaking about their own backgrounds without tying anything to the company. The company doesn't really care about your background. What they care about is what you can do for them, what value you can bring to the table for them. And typically your background is how the company assesses that out. But what we're really trying to do here is show the company we know them, show them we have an answer to their problem. So if you're only speaking about your own background, you're missing that critical piece, which is what the company cares about most. And that is what you can do for them. You don't want to have to make them try to connect the dots between your background and their needs. You want to do that for them. The second mistake is not including any measurable outcomes or value in your answers. This is one of the biggest mistakes because you need to differentiate yourself from the competition. If everybody's showing up to an interview and saying, you know, I was responsible for managing social media campaigns to hit KPIs at my previous company, we don't know what happened there. Who is the best at doing that? Who is the worst? Who got the best results, et cetera? We don't know that without any measurable outcomes or metrics to gauge who had the best experience, who created the most value. So if you solve for both of these, you're going to win more job offers. And that is exactly where our four-part interview answer framework comes into play. So before your interview, you should be preparing your answers ahead of time. You should be coming up with examples for some of the common questions. You should be drafting up answers. And your answers should follow this four-part framework. If they do, again, you're going to convert more of these interviews into offers because this ties directly into what companies are looking for. And the cool part is if you do this ahead of time, you can find the 10 most common questions that you're basically asked in every interview. You can create answers using this framework. You can just revise and rehearse them until they're memorized. And then you can basically step into any interview that you land moving forward, and you can be really, really successful without a ton of extra prep. So what is this four-part answer framework? Well, it really breaks down like this. First, you want to call out the company's goals or challenges at the very beginning of the answer. Then you want to set the stakes for your example. What was at stake in this specific situation? You want to include measurable metrics if you can. Third, you want to walk through your solution process. How did you go about coming up with a solution to help achieve that goal or to help overcome that challenge? And then finally, at the end, you want to share real measurable outcomes. And hopefully you have multiple outcomes that you can associate with this one action, with this one problem. That's just really going to supercharge your answers here. So let's let's break down each of these. 
First, we have calling out the company's goals or challenges. So again, every answer should start by calling out what the company cares about. So you want to mention things like the research you did before this interview, showing that you researched the company. You want to call out the company's big goals and challenges, showing them that you know what those things are. And then you want to tie an example from your past to that specific goal or challenge. For example, we might say something like, in preparation for this conversation, I listened to Jennifer's interview on the Next Level podcast, and I also spoke to three people on the team and analyzed over 100 customer reviews of your product. My understanding is that the team's largest challenge is X. And with that in mind, I'd like to share an example from my time at this previous company where I helped them overcome that same challenge. So hopefully you can see right there, we're leading off that answer by showing them the research we did, listening to the CEO's interview on that podcast, speaking to three people on the team, analyzing customer reviews, and then we're calling out their challenge and saying, hey, I've helped another company do this before. Let me break it down for you. Next, we want to set the stakes. This is step number two. And this is really important because this is how companies understand what was at stake with this specific scenario? Was there a lot to lose? Was there a lot to gain? And the larger these numbers are, the more sort of dramatic they are, the more impressive this experience sounds. So that's what you want to think about. What did you stand to gain or lose here? And can you use real numbers? For example, two years ago, a client signed on to a pilot for a $10 million deal. We didn't find out that they were upgrading the websites for their entire brand portfolio until after the deal was done. Their current platform didn't allow us to capture data that was crucial to our value proposition, which is basically 90% of what we sold them. And at our three-month check-in, the client told us we had to deliver useful data in the next month or they would take their business elsewhere and the $10 million deal would be done. So what we did in this example was set the stage that, hey, we closed a $10 million deal. That's awesome. But there was this really big hiccup. There was this huge challenge that came up. And we were in this really stressful situation where we only had 30 days to, to fix this problem where we would lose a $10 million deal. So the person listening to that answer is going to want to know what happened. Did you save the deal? Did you not save the deal? Like, what is the outcome of this stressful situation? We're building tension and tension is basically the crux of great storytelling, especially at the beginning of the story. And that's really what we're trying to do here. So make sure that you, sh you that you set the stakes at the beginning of your answer so that you hook your listener in, you hook your interviewer in, and they're excited to hear the rest of your example. Step three in this framework is to talk the interviewer through the exact steps you use to solve the problem. So I want you to call out specific skills and touch on qualifications that are specific to the role. This is your chance to show them how you operate. So for example, following up on that same example that I just shared, since the data wasn't readily available, we needed an alternative. So I set up a cross-functional meeting with our engineering team and the client's agency who had site data in their third-party tools. While our team extracted the data, I created a team of three analysts and briefed them on our needs. They dug into the agency's third-party data and we manually matched it to the data in our system. We were able to get the data we needed for our client. So through this part of the answer, what we're doing is showing that we're proactive, that we're not afraid to step outside the bounds of our role and work cross-functionally. Maybe cross-functional is one of the things that this role is really looking for. Maybe this role is also looking for somebody who can liaise between engineering on the technical side and the client side, client-facing side as well. We're weaving all these things into this answer and we're talking about data, right? That could be another thing here. So a lot of qualifications, a lot of skills, and we're also walking through our problem-solving process here. 
And then fourth and finally, we're going to wrap up the answer with the results that came out of the solution you created. The bigger, the better here and use real numbers if you possibly can. Most importantly, don't just stop at one result. Try to tie in as many positive outcomes to your work as you possibly can. For example, we met with the client to present our solution. We showed them how we matched the data and walked them through the full breakdown of how these granular insights could improve their ad targeting data to reduce costs and drive more sales. That meeting resulted in a contract extension worth 316% more than the original deal, which was worth about $20 million. And additionally, our team standardized a process for data matching so we could avoid this situation in the future. So two big results came out of this. The client signed on to a contract extension worth even more than the original deal. And additionally, the team standardized a process for data matching so they could avoid the situation in the future. So the key pieces here is that we have two results that we're tying back to this one issue. And so now what you're illustrating is not only do you get results, your results are above and beyond what was expected. And then on top of that, you consistently create multiple positive outcomes from one single issue. And that's really what we want the company to see. So the reason why this framework works is because first, it shows the employer that you have a deep understanding of their needs. You know exactly why they're hiring and how you can help them. And second, it makes your value crystal clear. And that value is tied directly to the company's needs. So you're saying, hey, I know what your issues are. Here's the value that I bring to the table. And here's why it's directly aligned to exactly what you need. So if you use this framework, you are gonna be far, far more successful in your interviews. You're gonna be more confident. And most importantly, interviewers and employers are gonna see your value. It's gonna to be totally head and shoulders beyond the competition, and you are gonna win more job offers. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.